We're back, boys. Back like we never left. Mm. New year, same pod, same buddies. Chatted up about wiffle ball and more, as you guys know. Happy to be back. So uh, let's get right into it today. This is the uh, Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. All right. I don't know what to say. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Dude, I just looked. I just looked down at the at the corner of my screen for the first time and saw 2023 like written as the date. I think that's the first. I don't think I really looked at a date yesterday at I, all. I already heard somebody. I forget where I was. They were like making announcements. I think it was at the Lions game yesterday. And uh, they're making announcements and they said 2022 again. I was like, it's that time of the year where everyone yep. screws up the date. Yep. I'm definitely going to screw that up. A new year. A new year, of course, as we conclude 2022. And Jack, I must say, um, 2022 had a lot of great moments, right? Especially mm-hmm. for MLW and, and that aspect of, of life and whatnot and our brand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it has its rough patches too. You know what I mean? And um, I had a funny story that I wanted to share with you all because I thought it was very, it was very fitting. And uh, it's embarrassing, but I don't really care. So... Um, as you guys know, and we'll talk about it more later on this episode, but your boy Jack here got married. Congratulations to him. Thank you. But old Tom, old Tom was single for the entirety of 2022. <laughs> Did, didn't have too much luck with the ladies this year, but, uh, it's now a new year, clean slate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this just felt like a very fitting end of the year. And it was so funny because it was in front of everybody that was, uh, in New York with us with MLW. So Jack, picture this. We're walking through, uh, we just walked through Times Square. We're getting, see, getting some pictures, seeing the sights of New York City. Naturally. Delayed Saturday night, packed people mm-hmm. everywhere, um, and we're walking around. We wanted to see the Rockefeller Center. You know that the big Christmas mm-hmm. tree that's like shown an elf, and it's a very famous staple of New York City, especially in the winter. I'd never seen it before, so we're like, yeah, let's go there, get a picture, we'll post it on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, it was a zoo of people though, and it was like I didn't want to take some selfie of us, like to post on our main MLW Instagram to all our followers. I wanted to get a somewhat decent picture, so we're like, well, someone's got to take this for us. So we stand there for a couple minutes, and like it's just. People whizzing by back and forth, and like no one's even giving us the time of day. I'm like, all right, boy, someone's got to do something here. So let me speak up. So you know the classic trick of like, you know, want me to take a picture of you guys if you can get one of us type yeah. thing. Yep. I've done that for my entire life, always and I've works. never always works, always right? Works. Always works. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking in my head too. Didn't what didn't even think about the thought of a rejection, nor would I really care. But once again, it's just funny, a funny way to wrap up the year. Mm-hmm. So finally, after literally probably three, four minutes, which is a long time waiting for a picture. Um, I noticed like a little tiny area cleared out next to us and there was a group of like five or six girls, probably like our age, maybe a little, I'd say right about our age, maybe in mm-hmm. college. And, um, so I'm like, perfect. This works out fine. So they're like taking an awkward selfie, all jamming in six of them in one photo. I'm like, yo, can I take that for you guys? Didn't even ask for anything in return. I was like, yo, can I take that for you? Nah, we're good. Thanks. I was like, well, that didn't work. Just walked away. And I turned around and I'm like, well, that didn't work. And they just all started dying laughing. It was so funny. I'm like, Yikes. never in my life have I ever been told to not take a picture that of somebody. That is cold. I was like, well, that wraps up the year. You almost, you almost just, if someone says that to you, like, oh, do you want me to take that for you? Even if you don't need them to take that picture, you just say yes anyway. Well, it's always a better photo, is it yeah. not? Literally yeah, always you're like, is. it might turn out good. Even yesterday at the Lions game, my dad's like, let's get a selfie. I'm like, I'm not getting a selfie with you, dad. And I just asked the guy row behind us, like, yo, can you take this? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Once it, <laughs> like, literally, I've done that a hundred times, never once have been rejected, but it was just so funny because no one else in the group was saying anything oh to anybody. God. I was like, guys, it's not that big of a deal, just ask somebody. And then I go do it, and they're just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> and it was so funny. That is so cool. And I was getting made fun of that for the rest of the trip. And then even then... Did you eventually get anyone to take the picture? We did. Or did you I just think, I think it, it was a nice couple that were taking a picture. I don't even think we took one of them, though. They just, like, we just asked again, and then it yeah. worked. But it was just funny. And... um Jimmy Norp was back in New York. He has family in New York, Jimmy. Okay. And um, him and his girlfriend were down in the same spot that we were at the Rockefeller Center. And he sends me a Snapchat or sends a video in the group chat. And it was like a selfie video of him like, hey, can you take this for me? And he turned it on his girlfriend and she goes, no, nah, I'm good. And I was like, you guys got to cut this out. Oh, it was my funny. gosh. But it was just a fitting ending to the year. And I wanted to share that with you guys because sometimes embarrassing moments are funny. So but. that's also just that's also just uh, not to talk bad about like New York or New York city, but I feel like just the hustle and bustle and the the culture there is like, people have no problem saying no. Oh, like yeah. in that situation, like there's like, nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. But like, it, I feel like 
in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you would just be like, yeah, sure. Like you can yeah. take it. Even if it was like, I don't yeah. need you to take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? True, true, true. But once again, like I could clearly see they were struggling to get in the selfie. It's yeah. Like, you're trying God. to just be helpful. It's like, am I that ugly or like, what's the problem here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that to her, but no, yeah, I just took, what, I took my L and Is this something away. I'm wearing? What yeah, is like, it? Do I stink? Yeah. Or, yeah. God. <laughs> I brushed my teeth this morning. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It shouldn't yeah. be that. That was my, my uh, sorry guys, I'm a little sick. I'm battling a cold here. It was, uh, it just definitely felt like a fitting ending to 2022 in a, in a hilarious way, which is absolutely fine. We're past it. Yeah. But Jack, how'd your year uh, wrap up? Did you accomplish all your goals you set out last year? I know we talked about some goals on this podcast last year, I think. I don't remember what you said. Do you remember what you said? I have no idea. We're going to have to play that clip back. We might have to play it back for you guys. <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe clearly to I, later. Clearly, I, uh, uh, I probably didn't then if I don't even remember what they were. If I were to say, you know, one thing I want to improve on, one thing I want to do um, going forward, like going to bed earlier, like putting my phone away and just actually falling asleep earlier. I feel like Mm -hmm. I waste a lot of time that I could be sleeping and restoring energy, but I'm like sitting in my bed on my phone. Yeah, something in uh, in 2022 that I want to do, have a little bit more conscious effort towards and do a better job. I remember what I said. I think I said like I want to be better at um, using my free time like more efficiently. Oh, I think yeah. Remember that? Because I was like sometimes like I label like I have yeah. free time one night and then I just do like nothing. It's like I want to actually like make plans for my free time so that way it's still like effective time spent. I feel like I did a pretty good job of that for the yeah. most part. Um, I think I said some, some areas I did good, some areas I did bad. You know what I mean? I think I said something about like uh, being on my phone less or something. For, yeah, I like, think you did. Yeah, which I I definitely didn't hit that goal because I was up to like one in the morning last night, like playing chess Mm. on my phone. I feel like I did a pretty good job. Didn't get that one. Because like, trying to think, but most of my free time was pretty effectively spent. Like I would usually watch YouTube videos that were like beneficial to me in some way, whether it's like um, business related, finance related, um, studying other content creators. Like that's still a fun way to spend an hour or so, but you're still like learning. Yeah. Still actively learning. Um, I did some reading this year. Um, I spent like, I'm one who's like, I love to hang out with my friends, right? But I'm also like mm-hmm. on a Friday or Saturday night sometimes just like tired and want to be alone. But I feel like I forced myself to go out and to like make those good times, make those memories, you know? I feel like I did a pretty good job overall. Um, I, I can hang my head on it. Pretty solid year, I think. You're overall. happy. You're yeah. happy with aside your body. From that, aside from the ladies, everything else was pretty good. Yeah. That, yeah. That'll come. That'll come. In due time. In due time. In, In due, due time. time. Um. But this year, Jack, and any goals you want to publicly set for the for the podcast listeners that we can check back on in uh, 52 weeks from now? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like this is a pretty uh, cliche one, or I guess a common one, but a, a lot of people decide like, yeah, the new year, like I'm going to join a gym, like mm-hmm. I'm going to get in shape. Um, I was in shape at one point in my life. And uh, when lacrosse, yeah, and when lacrosse uh, wrapped up, uh, in May of 2022, pretty much all I did after that in terms of physical activity was um, stand up off the couch to go, you know, <laughs> grab some, some food and then sit back down and then We've maybe some golf here or there. Mm-hmm. And that, that was pretty much it um, for the pat for, you know, the second half of 2022. So um, I got access to a gym, you know, I'm, I'm more on a schedule now with with where I'm at mm-hmm. and um, it's time to like lock in and like, yeah. and like grind a little bit, get back on the, get back on, get back on the grind. Uh, so I guess goal wise, um, probably lose a little bit of weight, just get like okay. in, in, in better shape, you know, mm-hmm. back to like where I was uh, before. And that's the, that's the tough thing about fitness is like, it's so easy to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so you can lose it so quickly mm-hmm. um, and take so much more time to get it back. Mm-hmm. But I guess just like staying in the schedule of things like I, that's that's when I am able to uh, to actually accomplish, you know, mm-hmm. some goals is when I have like a set schedule and stuff mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you got your routine going. You got your routine. Routines going. are super important. Routines are really important, for, especially for accomplishing goals. I think routines are important for sure. Yeah. So. um yeah, last year was uh, not as routine of a year. Me neither. Like, I had Me a lot of it stuff It was at first, on, and then so. it got crazy. Yeah. And that's a great goal, Jack. Appreciate that. That was one of my biggest struggles of last year, I think. 
I've talked about fitness on here before, and you guys probably didn't know this listening, but the whole like chest injury thing that I had back in 2021, like the beginning of the year where I like didn't pitch the whole year because I was hurt and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's like still affecting me pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And that sucked because in the crazy world we live in, like it's nice to always have that one thing you can control. And like in college for me, like that was a big thing was just going to the gym every day. It was the one thing I knew I could always do, always getting in better and better and better shape. It's just like really motivating, you know, to see yourself just like looking better and better and better and getting stronger and stronger. So like not even having that as an option has kind of sucked to be honest. But um, there were some things I had to get worked out. I was unhappy with my with my experience at the doctors the first time around, but I'm ready to go back and give it another go. I'll probably call today, literally today. Before you guys hear this episode, I probably already called because um, the way things worked out. But anyway, so that's been a struggle. So enjoy being in the gym and, and getting back there. Because that's all I want to do is get back to where I was too, but I literally don't have the option right now. It sucks. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people, that's what they say, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to get back in shape in the new mm-hmm. year or whatever. Um, it's just, it's. I know that it's uh, attainable. And now it's like I have the, the, yeah. the resources and the setup for mm-hmm. me to do it. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, having this conversation in December uh, or next year, 2024, mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that um, it's good. I'm not going to be like, Always be confident I'm not going to be like the person that's like, you know, no, I didn't sh- do it. Yeah, yeah. Like not showing like I am this year, I guess about mm-hmm. my, my phone goals. Yeah. But, um, this is something I, I, I is much more attainable. Yeah. Good. Good. Hopefully I'm back there too by December. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully I'm at least like back to working out again. I still kind of go, but it's not like really working out. It's like going through the motions to it's try like to maintenance. Ma- it's, yeah. it's like maintenance basically. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Anyways, um, I have some goals too. A lot of goals actually. Um, I'll try to share at least one with you guys. First thing I said this last year too is don't wait for New Year's to set goals. You should just make them happen anyway when you think yeah. of them. But this year, I think uh, I want to be better at like attacking problems. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator for the most part. But it's, it's easy to like with how busy things in, especially like with what we're doing now with MLW, like there's always a more urgent problem. So it's easy to have like those less concerning things like put on the back burner and not address. But I want to get better at just like getting issues out in the open, whether it's MLW related or my personal life, whatever it is, I want to just get better at having those tough conversations early on compared to later. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my, that's one of my goals for sure this year. Is I feel like just- I'm not, me being like pretty, um, like introverted, like I don't always like to do that, but I feel like you kind of have to. So is that kind of just like an attitude shift for you really for, for that to kinda. get done or like, it's hard. you already it, you thought about how you're going to do, do that? that? You got to just like, um, I guess that comes kind out of, of like mindset. courage, honestly. Yeah. You gotta just like not care and understand that's part of life. Mm-hmm. Having tough conversations or awkward conversations. It's just part of life, like I said. Yeah. You can't always talk sure. about sunflowers and roses, right? That's right. So that's part of life. And I gotta get better at that. So that's my that's one of my goals that I wanted to share with you guys this year. Don't be afraid to speak up. I like that. All right. Good. While we are in 2023 now, Jack, the calendar has changed, but there's still some unfinished business from last year, which is the MLW Awards. Yes, sir. Uh, they have not been announced yet. Voting has already taken place. You, you and I placed our votes as well. Yes, we did. Um, so I wanted to share what we thought, or who we thought, were most of, deserving of these awards this season and give a little reasoning as to why ahead of this award show coming out in a few weeks. So you want to kick us off with the uh, most improved player of 2022? What do you think? Yeah, most improved. Um, I've talked about him plenty on this podcast uh i think his leap from 2021 to 2022 is just undeniable he was very very influential on his team's success this year making it all the way to the world series um so for most improved i voted for brendan baranowski uh i i don't think that people thought that he was going to do what he did this year Mm -hmm. on the mound um didn't get as many at bats maybe as some people were expecting but I mean, he single-handedly like carried his team defensively, at least you know, yeah, to the to the World Series. So. Yeah, he had a great year. Um, he was definitely the first one that came to my head as well. I forget what names were on the ballot. To be totally transparent with you, yeah. Um, but people that I had in my head that were like candidates, realistically, were like Baranowski. I thought was the front runner. I thought Ryan Cratch was also should have been mm-hmm. like heavily in this conversation. However, when I thought about it more, I'm like, well. Cratch was also a very good player. He was time. already good. So it's like, yeah, he improved yeah. from last year to this year, though, which is the name of the award. Yeah. But 
Um, but was he most improved? Was though? he? There's only one winner, right? Yeah. Only one winner. So I mean, last, other guys who improved were like myself improved. I thought Daniel Schultz had a better year. Dallas Allen had a better year, but most improved. I gotta say, Brendan Baranowski. I yeah, because I think 180 from last year. Yeah, because even at the last year of 21, I feel like we were um, almost like murmuring, like, "What was he like a good draft pick?" Oh, even? for sure. You know, like that was a conversation, and now he was uh, leading his team to the World Series. So. Yeah, I mean, I think his uh, his love of the game kind of showed. He's in multiple leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays the game a lot. He plays with a lot of passion, and he's you know level headed. He didn't. I don't yeah. think he let last year's uh, no struggles fluster him too much, no. which was huge. And even this year, like having a pretty good day one, beginning. but having yeah. that pretty good outing and then getting pulled out of the game didn't let it bother him. You know, kept his head down and kept doing his work. Great job from Baron. I think I think he deserves this award, and I hope he gets it. Absolutely agreed. All right, most clutch. I'll leave this one off. As you guys know, we do factor in both regular season play and postseason play because the postseason, for some people, does make up a pretty good chunk of the year, right? Regular season's 15 games. Postseason can be up to three plus three plus up to five. What is that? 11 games. So it's a pretty good chunk of the year. So entering the postseason, um, I thought Jordan Robles is a pretty good candidate for this one. Um, Jonah Heath, I thought, had some pretty clutch moments in his year. Daniel Schultz had a lot of big home runs. But as the dust settled on the year, there's only one man that stands for this award, and I think his name is James B. Norp. Yeah. Um, just the definition of clutch. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there are clutch guys oh, yeah. in this league. There's plenty of them. I just, I don't even think this one's really close. Like, he's just... He's the definition when you of clutch. Think, when, I, when, like, most clutch, like, looking at it on, on, the t- on the screen or on the sheet, it's like, you see clutch, and you think mm-hmm. MLW, and you think Jimmy Norp, like, right away. Yeah, I mean, he did it last year, and he did it again this year. Yeah, he. Uh, I talked a lot about this this fall, especially you know the execution factor and how important that is to to winning the big game is being able to execute when you need to most. And Jimmy just always seems to bring his best game when the most is on the line. You know, in the highest pressure of situations is when Norp hits the home run. Is when he gets the strikeout. When he makes the crazy defensive play, like he embodies what being clutch is. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I you could argue the he's the most page. clutch player in wiffle ball, like yeah. <laughs> that we've ever seen. <clears throat> For sure, this was the most clutch performance I've ever witnessed in the postseason from one single player. I think. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, most dedicated. That's the next award on the slate, Jack. What do you got? Um, I had Dallas Allen for most dedicated. Um, but great based choice. On, great choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. You know, he's always helping out at the tournaments. He's very committed. I don't know. Are his parents still driving him to games, or did he get his driver's license? Well, that's now? the thing is, <clears throat> I think Dallas does have a driver's license now. But his whole family is very invested in MLW. Yeah. Like if I had to give a family award to someone other than like the Schultz family, <laughs> family the yeah. Allen family, like they're yeah. very supportive, dedicated, they're helpful, like they're super kind. They des- like their family deserves the most dedicated award by themselves, and Dallas obviously at the front of that that pack. Yeah, and I think Kyle on our on our Christmas episode too yeah. said he'd like to give a gift to him just for his like dedication. So mm-hmm. hearing that from the commissioner, um that also had some weight into me picking um, him as well. I think Dallas was near the top of the podium for this one for me. But maybe I'm a little biased, Jack. But I wrote down old Jack Agner for the most dedicated this year. Oh, because, well, come on. obviously I'm with you more than other guys <laughs> are for the podcast. But Jack's coming out to, you know, out to Brighton to film this podcast every single week and record this podcast. Jack came across the country to plan a couple different series this year. Um, he's always staying in tune with what's going on with MLW. And um, while he was in school, finishing his master's degree, playing lacrosse, a lot going on in his personal life, Jack was uh, very dedicated. So I think I think you deserve this one, to be honest. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I don't know I if do. others will see it the same way that I do because they don't see everything that I that I see. Yeah. But I think I, I think pretty, Jack is a great candidate for most dedicated. I I was pretty shocked to even see my name on the ballot. I don't think I'm going to get a ton of votes from the fans, but it's you know whenever your name's on a ballot, uh, it's. Usually a good thing, I yeah, would say. You earned yeah. that. You definitely earned that at the cool. at the very least, Jack. At the very Thanks, least. Tom. I appreciate that. All right, manager of the year. Now, um, I do have a vote written down that I submitted a vote for, and this is going to probably make my teammate Jordan Robles' ears ring because he always calls me manager of the year when I drafted him and stuff like that. And after having a pretty good season, but I had to be, um, I had to call call it as I saw it, and I gave it to Drew Davis. Um, it's really a culmination of several years building up to this season for the Cobras. Drew stuck it out through a lot of criticism, um, a lot of people disagreeing with his decision-making. He's always been himself. He's never really changed. And he's shown that 
he is capable of managing a very successful team. They fell short, which is unfortunate, but I'm looking past that and considering his draft picks of Baranowski, Sawyer Bean, who was a great pick, I think, for the Cobras franchise, meshes perfectly with that group, and uh, I think Drew earned it. Yeah, I'm interested to see how we do with our predictions because it seems like for the most part we're pretty much on the same page because I also had Drew. I think just the biggest thing, all the things you mentioned, right, are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, what was most impressive was that Drew has always been the the face of the Cobras, you know, undoubtedly been the face of the Cobras. Mm-hmm. However, this year was the first year where he really put aside his, um, I'm not going to say like pride, but like he put aside being the number one pitcher, mm-hmm. which a lot of teams... Um, we're seeing a transition away from it a little bit, but that's kind of like what the manager was for a lot of MLW for sure. teams. For sure. And aside from uh, the duck hook over there, aside from, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aside from this guy, but yeah. uh, he, to do that, I think took a lot and uh, it was the right move for the team mm-hmm. um, and sort of taking a back seat, like refocusing and I just think like all of our conversations with uh, Sawyer, you, you know, he always had great things to say about like yeah. playing for Drew. Mm-hmm. Similar to um, Brendan, like how much he improved. Just I think that Drew proved a lot of people wrong this year, and uh, he managed his team fantastically. So I agree, hundred percent. I think I think he deserves that one. I think he'll get a lot of votes. Yeah, because Col- there's a lot of Cobra will. fans. There there's are. a lot of Cobra fans out there, and they've been waiting on this one. And you got to look at the leader for, you know, who's responsible for that. You know, he's the one who got Baron in the in the league. He's the one who kept Baron invested. Sawyer, like you said, super energetic. I yep. just think Drew did a great job with this group. And Sean Flynn, he's been around forever too. And yep. Andy made it when he could. Just a good group of guys. And yeah. you can tell they're like a passionate group. For yeah, sure. you can tell they like playing and their celebration for Drew, they like playing. Their together. celebration, even though Drew wasn't there, but that shows you how strong the group is. Right. Their celebration in Vermont when Andy hit that home run, I love. I love that clip of like Sean's pumping his fist and Sawyer's jumping yeah. around and screaming and Baron's throwing his hat. I just I love that. Love that for the Cobras. Electric. I think it just became the Cobras became bigger than just Drew Davis this year. Right. And I think that's why he deserves this award. Does that make sense? That's yeah. couldn't have said it better yeah. myself. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad job. I depicted it that way. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Rookie of the year, Jordan Robles. Yeah, I also had. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of like a no-brain. I mean, you could maybe make a case uh, for Sawyer. You could, you, could. you could maybe make a case, but I mean, Jordan's dominance was just like yeah. y- y- unprecedented for a rookie, really. Yeah, any other year, I think Sawyer being does get the Rookie of the Year award. Yeah. Um, I'd say he was the biggest surprise rookie this year. And yes, well he, really, sure. he earned his keep. You know what for I mean? Sure. He earned his keep yeah. big time. You know, he started off like not really being his a odds at the beginning of the season for rookie of the year yeah, were, were, not definitely, were definitely not high. No, I agree. Uh, Jordan, Jordan was the favorite coming in mm-hmm. and he certainly delivered. Yeah. Sawyer was great this year, but Jordan um, was the ace on the Mallards. Um, led us all the way to the NLCS, just falling shy of the world series. Um, he was our biggest threat at the plate. Um, average wise, power wise. Um, he's a great energy guy. I think he, uh, I think he deserves this one by a mile. Mm-hmm. So moving on, gold glove. We had a lot of good defenders this year. Yeah, there um, were some crazy. You can lead us off the top ten plays. That video that came out, dude. There were some nasty plays in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's tough to just like keep saying the same names over and over again. But no, I, I, I want to give credit where credit's due, and I feel like Jimmy was the best fielder, like in. Out of everyone, like he was, how, how many top 10 plays did he have in that video alone? alone I mean, there was 10 so. of them. I think he had three. Yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous what he was doing. And he he's the, um, even like he's the pitcher, obviously, but you can tell that when the Diamondbacks are playing defense, like he's like the quarterback of that defense, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like he's, he's the one driving all the decisions and stuff and, just some like him kicking the ball into home like <laughs> the golden what? foot the, the golden, golden foot, award? foot yeah we're we're gonna need a golden <laughs> foot award I mean I count that like that's that's part of fielding right is just doing oh, yeah. whatever you can to mm-hmm. to get people out that's I guess how I assess the golden glove award and uh, I mean some of the ones where he's just like throwing it to first throwing it back to second like just on an absolute string mm-hmm. I mean the guy was incredible I think. Uh, I don't know. I guess who who did you have? There was one other one that I was thinking of. Well, I I really went back and forth in this award, like more than any other award. 
Um, mostly between Kyle Schultz and Jimmy Norp. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle Kyle's been a great one. defender, one of the best in the league, if not the best, for a very long time running. Yeah. Um, what really took it over the edge for me, to be honest, there was two moments in time where I think set the set the difference, and it was Jimmy Norp, both in the postseason. First off, in the NLDS, I believe, when he made a catch on a pop up near home plate, and then mm, chucked yes. it down to second base yes. to hold the runner at first. That play, that ball was on a string, accurately thrown. The smarts behind it, unbelievable play. Didn't he make a top 10 play there, according to the video? But, man, what a play. And then the, the clincher for me was the NLCS uh, ground ball left side. The old off one foot throw to first base. Once again, absolute yeah. dot thrown to Shima. That was the best that play's ever been executed in the history of MLW and probably ever will be executed in the history of MLW. We evaluated it on the podcast. The mechanics weren't perfect, but I mean, how quickly he got to that ball and how accurately the ball was thrown with that much velocity behind it to Shima is unbelievable. And those two set it apart for me. Kyle's a great defender, also had plenty of top 10 plays, very balanced and consistent out there. But Jimmy, just the amount of unbelievable plays he made this year yeah. was the leg up for me. So I'm giving it to Norp. I mean, to I don't know. I'm curious how the fans will vote. I really I'm curious am, as well. To me, like, honestly, and... And maybe I'm not uh, one whose opinion should be really valued in this because I can't I can't pitch wiffle balls anyway. But like when you're on the mound and deciding what pitch to throw, and you grab the ball how you want, and then you set your feet and you throw it at the strike zone, mm-hmm. you know, even though it moves crazy and stuff, like some of those plays that he was making this year are arguably like more impressive like to oh yeah to just run and grab the ball and then and chuck flip it. around and chuck it and have it go exactly where you want is is so much harder than no, to throw is. like a slider you see like a, a plenty banana of ball slider yeah and, you, see you know what i mean plenty of times in this league you see a player like grab the ball in the outfield and rush to throw home and the ball ends just up dies like, or yeah, just dies or yeah. it goes over the backstop because it's like a riser or it slides yep. jimmy somehow just Puts that ball on a string. It's unbelievable. Yep. And like I said before, it, it literally looks fake. Like how yeah. strong and Deep accurate fake, his throws yeah. are. It looks like it's photoshopped. It's yeah, unbelievable. It and um, if you've seen it in person, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So we'll see how the fans vote, though. I'm not saying Jimmy's a shooting no, for that I'm one curious. at all. Yeah. I think Kyle will get a lot of votes. I even think Barron could get some votes there. He's mm-hmm. great off the mound. Yeah. Especially, you know, he he's a bigger some, guy. He's he a tall dude, broad. And he made some great plays this year. Yeah. Moving on to Silver Slugger, another one that I don't think is super concrete. Um, I'll lead it off. I think due to both the average and the power numbers we saw from this guy, I'm going to give it to Jordan Robles. Um, there, I think Dallas Allen did have a higher batting average. Like he technically won the batting title in MLW this year. But Jordan Robles had eight home runs, and his average is also high, like second highest. Had a lot of RBIs this year, so I think he earns the, the Silver Slugger. Yeah, I just like I also had Jordan. Um, I feel like watching when I was watching Mallard's videos, I was almost like expecting every time him at the plate was like going to be going to be a home run or like at least like a hit, mm-hmm. like just his his ability to track the ball is is insane, and uh, he just hits so violently. Like mm-hmm. his hands are so fast that he can get around and get so many balls out of the park. Um, I think he led, I think like stats wise, I think he had the most home runs, right? Yeah. Those, he's got the numbers to back it up. You know he what does. I mean? Like I, I said, think, his average is still super high. And I just also think like, even if you threw the numbers out, you, that might be the last guy you want to pitch to. No, literally honestly. in MLW right now, one guy you don't want to see in the batter's box, probably Jordan Robles. Probably Jordan. Yeah. There's a lot of good hitters, but probably Jordan Robles. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cy Young, a lot of great pitching this year, Jack. Yeah, there really was. Cy Young. It really was. Uh, who do you got? Uh, I had Dallas um, okay. for the Cy Young. Uh, he, I think, just his body of work um, and how he like really transitioned and is growing, you know, on this Eagles roster and and really led the team. Like similar uh, to Drew, how how Dan kind of took a step back 
wasn't really the ace as he's been in the past. Still pitched a lot more than Drew. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of Dallas's team, really. Um, great hitter, obviously, too. But um, he just he kept the Eagles in every single game. They obviously started the season off so hot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, his pitching was just like, especially in the beginning of the season, it was it was on another level. I mean, yeah. how... He went like a really, really long stretch without even like giving up a hit. Yeah, the first hit off Dallas wasn't until his fifth outing of the year, I believe, against the Mallards. It was a Caden Irwin single. Yeah. Um, he threw like consecutive no-hit shutouts Yeah. at one point. Um, he was and, unbelievable. And with like, with and, and I'm, I think, you know, you might mention some someone else that I'm thinking of, but like he's doing that also with, you know, T-shirt worthy type pitches, you know what yeah, I mean? Like they're right. crazy literally pitches, like he's well worthy. Literally T-shirt worthy type yeah. pitches. So, um, I just thought he he was you know almost flawless and deserves that award. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dallas is gonna get a good chunk of votes this year, like you said, because of the banana ball and and how just like his his like turnaround was insane because he really went from being you know the young quiet guy in the league last year as a rookie to all of a sudden being like this breakout star in MLW. Yeah, um, that's like arguably the face of the Eagles right now, which is, which is so cool. And he's super mm-hmm. dedicated. As you can tell, it, it shows in the videos and we see it behind the scenes. Um, but I think the player that I voted for had a stronger finish to the season was more consistent overall, which is Brendan Baranowski. You know, I already voted for him for most improved, but I also think that his stats were, they outlasted Dallas. Dallas, unfortunately, after the all-star break, got hit around a little bit by the D-backs and by the Predators. Yep. And then the postseason just had a rough inning, which I feel bad for him for. But Aronofsky's ERA was .96 in the regular season. Unbelievable. That's inc- and then had his absolute back against the wall in the postseason against the Predators. Got out of that bases loaded jam. Ended up winning that series. And unfortunately, Jimmy, Mr. Clutch, did take him deep a couple times in the World Series. But I think Baranowski earned this one just based on the statistics and um, how consistent he was. I mean, it's incredible, honestly. Dallas and and Barron are are so similar in a lot of ways. Like you could argue that Dallas deserves it for most improved too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, his- I, I think yeah. On the if I had to like look at the eye test, I'd give it to Dallas. But based on the statistics, I'd go Barron. Yeah, I guess it I depends was, on for how you're Young. Yeah, for Cy, I, for most improved, I was kind of going with like, um, because I mean last year Dallas was still like. Oh, this kid is good. Like this kid could be really good. We knew we, but the potential Baron was there. Last year was kind of like, like was this like a good draft pick yeah. type situation? And mm-hmm. now he's a stud. Yeah. So that's why I had him there. But yeah, for Cy Young wise, Brendan, his stats are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, objectively, his stuff is not as as nasty. nasty. Yeah. There's there's no t-shirts for any of his totally pitches. What well, his shirt just says bend it like Baron. So no specific. Oh, true. Okay. No specific. Okay, no t-shirt. specific, yeah. Dallas like you said his pitch is t-shirt worthy. Yeah. Which I think was cool. All right, and last but not least, a drum roll for the MVP. Um this one I also went back and forth on a little bit. Yeah. I'll lead us off. Um the candidates that I saw this year I think were Jimmy Norp, Ryan Cratched, and Jordan Robles. All of them kind of had their moments throughout the season as to when they looked like the front runner for MVP. Um, obviously, Jimmy had the strong finish, but I decided to vote for Ryan. I think Ryan Cratch earned it. Yeah, um, you've been on Ryan. You've been on the uh, the Ryan train. I have been on the year. Ryan train, and, and he's he's earned it. He yeah. uh, he pitched really really well this year. He was the ace. He had that screwball that kind of changed the whole dynamic of the league. Everyone's throwing that now. His ERA was low. Batting wise, he was like the Preds' best hitter. Yeah. All of a sudden, this guy's bat woke up as one of the best power hitters in the league. Yep. He hit, I want to say, four home runs in the ALDS when they beat the Wildcats. I mean, what he did was crazy, and I feel like that kind of flew under the radar this year, but I really think he earned my vote. I'm looking at the numbers right now. 1.29 ERA, 64 strikeouts. Those are both top five in the league. Mm-hmm. Go over his batting stats. Ryan Cratch is right there with the best of them. I mean, we talked about Robles as a great hitter, Dallas and his high average. Ryan Cratch hit 333, which was fifth highest in the league. Home runs, seven, second highest in the league. RBIs were 15. I mean, he led the league, or was like a league leader. Yeah. If like top five, top three-ish, for like almost every category there is to offer offensively and defensively. And that's why I think he earned it. I know Jimmy had the more clutch moments, and I think Jimmy might get a lot of votes from the fans just because how the, you know, the recency bias of the World Series. But yep. um, I really put a lot of thought into this, and I think Ryan earned it. What do you, what do you have? So I think that obviously the case can definitely be made for Ryan, right? And... I think you're right 
about there being some potential recency bias uh, with people voting for Jimmy Norp. But we do consider the postseason, and um, I don't think it'll always be like the best player on the World Series team wins the MVP. I don't think it'll always be like that. But when I think of most valuable player, uh, I really think of it as like the team. I think of it as the player that elevates his team the most. Um, and to me, that's Jimmy Norp. The The Predators are certainly very reliant on, on Cratch. But to be honest, I thought that the support from Brennan and Alec this year uh, was phenomenal and, and was, a, a, you know, another big reason why they had a great year. Yes, Cratch was on a completely new level, but I think that they were playing as a, as a unit, you know, especially batting wise, they were, they were really all, they all had great seasons, uh, batting. And so I just think that Jimmy is like the diamond bat, like picture the diamond backs without Jimmy. Like mm-hmm. that just that just that team just does not look the same. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they come anywhere close to winning a World Series. Like mm-hmm. not even close. So I just think that he is the most valuable player um to his team. And uh I mean, I don't think he necessarily had like the greatest stats this year pitching mm-hmm. or even hitting, really. Uh probably hitting actually. Hitting he was, was he, hitting he was probably up there, but I just think, you know, his name's come up obviously a lot just discussing these awards, but, um, and I hate to give it to like, you know, the same guy over and over again, but if he earns it, he earns it. it. So I I think that he most certainly earned it again. Yeah. I think a lot of the fans are going to see that way too. Um, But the reason I've been kind of advocating for Ryan um, and expressing why I think he won is because as I said, for Baron pitching compared to Dallas, I'm a big consistency guy. It's like mm-hmm. who had the best overall well-rounded year. And I think that Ryan kind of did. You know, it's unfortunate they fell short to the, to the Cobras in the World's, in the CS series. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan pitched darn good in that series too. You know, he had a couple home runs that cost him. Um, he also hit a couple home runs, a lot of home runs in the series prior. But I just think the well-roundedness of his game throughout the entire season was enough to earn him that award over Jimmy, despite how clutch Jimmy was in the playoffs, despite his rocky start. And the fact that, you know, overall, Ryan's numbers, like you said, were better than Jimmy's on the mound, especially especially in the regular season when the Diamondbacks had that rocky start. So, yeah, but we'll see. I also think Robles could get some votes too. Robles pitched very, very well. We fell just short of a World Series like Ryan Cratch did. And uh, Robles was, you know, kind of our guy on both sides of the ball. So I think mm-hmm. he's going to get a fair share of awards as well. So I'm curious to see what happens. Well, some of these awards you can't aren't based off stats, right? Like you can't really base most like the most dedicated yeah. off stats. Um, Even most obviously, is like, like silver sluggers, like it's got to be someone who has yeah. you know pretty good batting stats. But like MVP, although it's a big award, um, I feel like it encompasses a lot more of like no, that's stuff you can't like put into statistics mm-hmm. um, because Jimmy just like means so much to the Diamondbacks and. Yes, I agree. Like Cratch to the Predators is is very you know necessary, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't know. I just think that the Diamondbacks would be so lost. I think a lot Jimmy. of people are going to see your way too. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to see your way too. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see Jimmy uh, raise the back to back and that's, award trophy. And, th- and I guess that's not bashing Ryan or mm-hmm. like comparing Ryan to Jimmy. I guess it's more of like a testament to how good Brennan and Alec. And like McGlade supported this year, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But. Okay, that's fair. Let us know, guys. Let us know your thoughts. I'm sure you all casted your votes already and are patiently awaiting the results. Um, the video will be on YouTube in just a few short weeks. So um, that's been a fun one to schedule. Let's put it that way. Trying to mm-hmm. arrange a time to film that. But besides that, um, <laughs> we're working on it behind the scenes and, and getting it ready for you guys. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think there could be some pr- surprises this year, and uh, I'm just excited for the fans to get to see who won. Yeah, the award show is always a great, great time. I really enjoyed hosting it last yeah. year. Yeah, you're a dedicated guy, Jack. Why do you think yeah. I voted for you? You hosted the award show last year, <laughs> and we got to do some bowling on top of that. So we it was did. Just a great day overall. We did. All right, we're gonna transition a little bit here uh, to some to some other topics that we wanted to cover for you guys. We know we know you guys really appreciate um, 
you know, some of the, some of the insider details. Oh yeah. Either within the league or just with, you know, Tom and I personally or, or other players in the league. Um, so we want to keep you guys up to date. You know, we want to make sure that you guys are, are staying in tune and, uh, getting some access to information that maybe other people aren't always getting right. Who aren't listening to mm-hmm. the pipe it up podcast. So Tom, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you what the scoop was. I, I know I saw, I saw some media, some content about a recent trip that you guys went on mm-hmm. with some other YouTubers. Um, yes, the same trip where I was rejected to that photo. Yes. The same trip. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to know, uh, what the scoop was on that trip. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm sure you guys saw and have a lot of questions about um, that picture we had taken in the John Boy Media warehouse. Um, so yeah, a couple of us, MLW guys, myself, Kyle Schultz, Drew Davis, Jordan Robles, and Jimmy Norp had the privilege of going down um, to New Jersey, you know, New York City right next to it, and meeting those guys and filming some content with them and that kind of stuff. Specifically with the guys that are running We Got Ice, which is Jack and Zoe. If you guys haven't seen their content already, it's pretty cool. They do a lot of like wiffle ball stuff. And it's very, it aligns with what we do. You know, they have funny humor, family friendly, that kind of stuff. And so we went there to film with them. And that was like a weekend shoot. We did a lot of short form content. May or may not have filmed a little podcast for you guys. We'll see. Um, And then on Monday of that weekend, we had the opportunity to actually meet, you know, John Boy, like the John Boy himself and his Mm -hmm. team. And then to shoot a little content with them. I don't want to say too much. I don't know. It's not. It's not my information to spill, but we, we, you know, we were in the warehouse. You probably know what was going down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was like a three or four day trip. A lot of fun. Um, it was nice to hang out with the MLW guys a little bit more. And it wasn't like too, too hectic. Like some of our like tournaments are and stuff like that. Like it was shorter work days. We got to, you know, go out in the evenings and experience New York city. And we went to Hoboken. I took a picture in front of where cake boss was taking place at, you know, when that show was popular, which was cool. You guys are probably too young for Cake Boss. I used to love watching Cake Boss when I was like in middle school. Phenomenal show. <laughs> did you ever watch that, Jack? I did. I've, I've seen it before. It's a good yeah, show. Yeah, so I took a picture outside of there. And um, yeah, it was cool just to see the operation of John Boy. Um, yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with what John Boy Media is, you probably have. We've talked about we, we it have. a little bit, we I have. think. We're big John Boy fans. It's, it's, kind, of, it's <laughs> kind of a, uh, it's kind of still, I could, like they're expanding, you know, so they're still right. kind of finding their identity, but they're like a baseball-centered sports media company but you know not too like corporate if that makes sense like it's still Mm -hmm. very startupy um you know they'll say some things that probably wouldn't fly on like a national network like espn that kind of stuff so keep that in mind if you're younger listener you know you may be Mm -hmm. hearing some language that you don't typically hear on an mlw uh platform but on top of that you know i want to enforce that they're great guys you know like some of them do swear and stuff like that but we were treated so, so nice. People like, especially like you said, in New York, people can be rude. Like that whole entire team was very, very nice guys, um, which didn't like surprise me or anything like that. But it's just, it's nice to see. And it was great meeting all of them. They were very friendly and just like open and honest and curious about our content, wanted to hear more as I was about their stuff because they do so much and have so many different umbrellas of content. That, like I was even like, I, I know you guys have all this stuff, but I haven't even watched it all because it's so much. So it was great meeting all of them. And I can't wait for you guys to see uh, the content. We'll be rolling out stuff on our own platforms like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. They'll be rolling out stuff on their platforms as the months pass, but just stay tuned. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, th- this was, uh, when I heard about this, it was, it was super exciting. But- I, yeah. I knew Jack was like the first person who ever showed me a John boy media, like breakdown yeah. video. So that was like, I, I was, I was upset that, Jake so could, or that Jack couldn't be there with us. It's such like original, just like content too, like no one else like does that those sort of like breakdowns and stuff he does it for all sports too well it's like sports entertainment too yeah and like i said i want to put a disclaimer out there that yes there is some swearing in these videos um that john boy does but great guy um and he just yeah what he does like his bread and butter he's just very very good at it and it's unique like no one really does what he does at the speed that he does it yeah like you know we, we poked fun at like the will smith incident that happened at the oscars in our own um draft video this year right you could hear me in the background like keep my players names out your mouth i yeah. said that um and like he has a video there that he breaks down that moment and once again there's some some offensive language in that video but um the way he depicts things the way he evaluates things on a deeper level than and you know really creates the story beyond what is actually shown mm-hmm. he's so good at and like something that i always aim to do too when evaluating our content and stuff like that on tiktok even in the youtube videos like you know giving further analysis than what's really seen in the video you know yeah so 
definitely yeah. someone like to keep your eye on as as a creator. Like I like to keep my eye on him because he does a good job. Yeah, this is like super <clears throat> exciting for us too because it's always so fun to um, collaborate with like other YouTubers and and channels and things like that and bring you guys new content too. Um, so we're super excited about doing this type of stuff too. Yeah, and um, with Jack and Zoe especially because I didn't want to get too much in the way of like the John Boy Media operation that we were doing on Monday. It's a pretty big crew and stuff like that. I want to be slowing it down. But with Jack and Zoe, you know, I was really asking a lot of questions and trying to learn from them because you know, they do a great job on TikTok, I think, and their short-form mm-hmm. stuff. They're consistently getting a lot of views. They don't post super often, but when they do post, it's, you know, it's getting the eyes on it. So I'm sure Jack Jack Doyle was, like, sick of me asking questions and learning and stuff like that. But I'm like, dude, I was like, even for our TikToks, like, I want to see, like, what how you approach this and what you do because I'm trying to learn. You know what I mean? For sure. So, like... When like something as simple as like when we were lining up our iPhone like to film a TikTok, I was like, like I want to see where you put this versus where I would put it. Like, go ahead and line this up for me, because like well, I'm like whatever you're doing is working. So I just want to see how you operate and that kind of stuff. So that was fun. So you feel like you learned a lot too on the trip. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I made good connections and like I could like use them as a resource if I ever like had questions or ideas that kind of stuff, which is always good. Awesome. Yeah, I was super uh, not jealous. I was excited for you guys, mm-hmm. but. A little jealous, uh, come on. A little jealous that I couldn't go on this trip. I wish everybody could have came. I mean, it was it was cool. A lot of fun. It wasn't a it wasn't a uh, a common conflict, I guess, that people have all the time for why oh. they can't go on trips. Mm-hmm. But um the recent scoop with me. Yeah, Jack, what's your scoop? People yeah. were commenting like, what's been going on in Jack's personal <laughs> life? Because there was some wedding talk in the Christmas special. There was, and, yeah. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, so uh I've had, you know, we alluded to it uh earlier in the show, but um, I've had a pretty big 2022. Uh, I wrapped up December getting married, actually. Uh, round of applause. Round of applause for Jack. Let's Woo-hoo. go. Yeah, my high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, Sarah, shout out the wife. Shout out the wife. Shout out the is, wife. That weird, is it wow, weird saying that? First time. The funny thing is she doesn't even listen. So she's the only time she would see this is if like you clipped it and put mm-hmm. it on Instagram, but she doesn't really listen. We're still, like- we're still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on that. But yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I got a new job. I got married. We moved. What are in. you doing for work? Can you tell people? Yeah. Uh, I'm a financial analyst mm-hmm. for, a, for a venture capital company. Okay. Um, so I'm working in Auburn Hills, Michigan, Michigan. Where Which the Pistons used to play, if you guys where didn't Where the Pistons know. used to play in the Palace. Yep. Um, so, yeah, moved into a new apartment with Sarah. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a crazy finish to the year. But that was actually a conflict. The weekend you guys were out there, mm-hmm. I was getting married. Um, it was pretty funny. I'm, I'm not a big, like, uh, it, it was a very small wedding. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we only had, like, our grandparents, parents, and siblings there for the wedding. And... Uh, I'm not like a super big uh, fashion guy. Like I don't claim to yeah. really know all the all the latest stuff or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I always see people like wearing like I guess recently like loafers with like shorter dress pants, kind yeah, of yeah. like almost like showing yeah. some. So I think it looks cool, and like I wanted to. It was more of like a you know smaller like not not like casual, but. Um, I don't know. I could wear whatever I want, right? Yeah. It's my wedding. So <laughs> I, that's cool, dude. I, I wore, I wore like these pants that kind of like, you know, showed some of my ankle and like, you're loafers. ready. You're ready for some, for some rain. Yeah. For a little flood. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, uh, gosh, I thought I looked good. And <laughs> that's, my, all that my, matters. that's all that matters. I, I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the, the grandparents were just not fans at all, which your side or her yeah, side or both sides just, I think just both like uh, they were like, it's okay though. Man. It was, it it's was just day. so, it it's was so day. funny though. Cause they like my Oma, the first thing she said when she walked through the door was like, pants are too small. <laughs> she's like, your pants are almost too short. I'm like, no, that's like how they're supposed to look yeah. like. And she's like, well, you should be wearing like long socks. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was just like, it was so funny, but, um, couldn't have went better. So that's the scoop on me. That's where I'm at right now. That's and great. that's great. Tom and I are still putting out pods for you guys. We're trying. Trying. Yeah, guys, Jack, I literally felt bad. He knows I felt bad because, yeah, the week of his wedding, um, I was like, well, dude, I'm going to be out of town next week. This Christmas special, like a yeah. big episode. But I was like, we also need to record one for this week. So I was like, we have to double up and do two in one week. So we did two podcasts the week of his wedding. 
Um, and I felt bad about that. She has to drive out here and record and stuff like that. I'm sure he had a million other things going on, a wedding to plan, an apartment to move into, a new job to worry about, but Jack was a trooper. Hence why I voted him for most dedicated. It's all making sense now, isn't it, guys? See, it's the scoop. It's all coming it's together. Just some behind the scenes stuff. It's all stuff coming for together guys, for you guys. Yeah. But, um, but congratulations, Jack. Thank you. I appreciate it. Super happy. Uh, very thankful for all the listeners out there supporting. Always keep supporting. Pipe it up. So yeah, come on. Put a lot into this for you guys. 2023, I mean, you know, we were talking goals earlier before this was really put out, mm-hmm. uh, out on the line, you know, <laughs> but you put it on the line, put it on the line. Uh, but I mean, just 2023, you know, a, a very overarching broad goal would just be to, uh, you know, have a good solid start to the marriage. I that's think a that's great a great goal, goal that's to a great, have. So, not a very that. defined one, but I mean, that's certainly a goal. Hey, happy wife, happy life. Happy, that's what that's they always right. Say. That's right. So, what they always say. That's another one from me. Congratulations, Jack. I appreciate it. I Thanks. appreciate you sharing with the listeners a little bit about your personal life. Of course. Um, I always try to be transparent, too. I wouldn't say nothing, nothing too much I can give you guys right now, or I can't give you, like, nothing that I really feel like is worth spelling to everybody. Right. Um, but I'll keep you guys in. T- that keep, was that. I mean, I'll that was some major, like that's some monumental big news. life some big news, news so for sure. I feel like you guys, you know, you deserve to to know that. Yeah, I guess a little scoop from me. Did I talk about the Lions game thing on here, Jack, with the crowd about how I was thinking about doing that? I think I did give him a teaser. I think you did. Is it, like, isn't he going to hear this? I'm like, nah, he doesn't listen to this. I yes, definitely yes, said that. I yes. said that. So yeah, I did end up getting the Lions tickets for the old man for the Lions Bears game, which was you know yesterday, Sunday, January first. So we went. Um, it was a good time. I'm glad we did it. And uh, I think that was, that was, I know I've been alive for 23 years. That was the first Lions victory I ever saw in person. I think he said he saw like one other one at Ford Field in his lifetime. And I think that was the first game he went to in That like was the years. first victory you've seen in person? Yeah, ever. Oh my first, God. I think I've only been to like six that or seven games. so sad. Isn't that crazy? That's terrible. Quarter of my life's already over. <laughs> I've never seen a win in person. So when they started blowing them out, I'm like, this is awesome. We're going to win this game. Yeah. But yeah, we had a good time. Some good father-son bonding. And uh now we're moving into the year, getting back in the saddle. It was tough. I really tried to give myself some time off between um, Christmas and New Year. So if you sent me an email about a shirt not fitting or whatever, I apologize if I didn't answer it. I'll probably answer it after we're done recording this. But um, strapping back in the saddle, you know, starting pretty much today we're recording. Today's the second. Probably like, you know, a half-ish day of work. But tomorrow, Tuesday, that's back in yeah. action. I'm ready for another 350-some days of hard work. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready, though. I'm ready. Yeah, that's kind of what January is, I feel like, because at least, I don't know, I feel like people, once it gets around the holidays, they're kind of like, yeah, we'll worry about it, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. work or like, you know, things that need to be done around the house or whatever. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get mm-hmm. we'll get to it after New Year's. And then like, at least around Michigan, like January, February, March, weather wise, usually suck so it's like yeah. you might as well just stay inside lock get, in get your head down you know what i mean go to work and a lot of stuff actually happens in like the first three months of the year yeah I feel like. i'm so, gonna have a pretty like i said i took this last week kind of off you know minimal minimal work right. but it's gonna hit me hard tomorrow like i'm telling you right now i'll be up and at them early because we have a lot of stuff to take care of pretty quickly here to get things moving for both videos that need to come out soon as well as like future stuff getting ready for the season so like i said the race is on from now until the next December again. For sure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Me too. We're ready for it. We're ready. We're ready. Pipe it up podcast. We're taking on Pipe It Up podcast. Hosts and listeners are taking on 2023 by storm. And we're going to have a great year, guys. Let us know your goals, your, your, what you're going to accomplish this year, and we'll check back in with you guys at the, at the conclusion of the year. It's going to be a good one. So I guess without further ado, um, that wraps this one up. Dallas and Blade eat unsauced wings, by the way. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Peace. Um, so as you guys know, we do factor in <coughs> I'm like about the choke talking, but I'm looking past that and considering his draft picks of Baranowski, Sawyer being bless you. Oh, gosh. Is that a messy one? No, I just tried to hold it in and it didn't work <laughs> no, at all. No, no point. Sorry. No problem.